This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the H Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, my husband. Welcome back. Our mission at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with God's eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faithful obedience. Well, in part of our faithful obedience, <laughs> we have a new studio, if you noticed. We're in our new home as we've relocated to Wisconsin. Um, so welcome to our new look for today. <laughs> but we're glad to do it, and it's been an exciting transition um, as we've been trusting God and walking by faith. We've even been teaching our children and talking more about just faith walking and believing and how our children of Abraham, Karis and I were just talking about that this morning, that we're, that we're, it's by grace through faith that we live and, and that's what we're doing. So we're, we're hearing and we're obeying, yes. which, is, which is our mission to do. So we're going to continue today and talking about a heart that hears, unless you wanted to add any more to the updates other than, oh Lord, pray for us because our backs are sore and our hands are sore and those kinds of things. Well, I find that it's much easier to move when you're in your 20s because you don't have a lot of stuff to move, but also your body has maximum flexibility at that point in time. And so age you recover quick. At age stage of your life and, and you're, you are physically fit and, and so you can recover just what you said in a lot quicker way. Well, I find in your 50s, it's not as easy to move because <laughs> there's a lot more stuff. And even though we tried to we did. Uh, we tried. sort through and slim down, and we did um, get rid of some things, but, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. But we moved out of a, a leading of the Lord. We really yeah. felt like God gave specific uh leading and, and gave us confirmations yeah. and tokens that he was letting us know not only was there going to be a relocation but also he he confirmed where we were to move mm -hmm. and uh i have shared this testimony with a number of people you know just as we shared with them uh that we were moving and why we were moving uh, about a year and a half ago, probably even two years now, uh, we went with a couple uh, from the church we were pastoring at the time, and we went to Kansas City to the International House of Prayer. And we were just going to soak in the presence of God and enjoy some of the worship and prayer sets and just renew ourselves and, and lean into seeking God's face but we also had an opportunity to sit down with a prayer team that was going to pray over us. And if God spoke to them, um, could minister prophetically to us. And there were a number of people in that room as they were praying and prophesying over us. But what was amazing was they did, all four of the people that ministered to us, picked up and keyed in on certain facets of what I consider the destiny of our family. Right. They describe for us our heart and our passion, our calling. 
But then the last guy that spoke to us, he did confirm to us some things that were in our heart to do, but he spoke about future things. And one of the things that he said, he said, you are going to be making a major change and some people are not going to be uh, in agreement with that. And they're going to say, what are you doing? And did you pray about that? And did you pray <laughs> about that? And he even described even the field that we would be returning to. He said, you're going to return to a field that you have plowed in, mm -hmm. in a previous season, but God had to take you from that field to set your plow deeper. And he said, you're going to go back and, and replow a field that you have plowed before, labored in before. And it was only after we felt the leading of the Holy Spirit that one night I got ready and I had been praying and God was starting to speak and give us confirmations. I'll never forget, I laid down, put my head on the pillow and you were lying in bed with me and I said, Carmen, do we have that <laughs> word? Because they recorded it on our iPhone. And normally when you get something like that and it's recorded, you listen to it right after you get it. Mm -hmm. And maybe I had listened to it one other times, but it was a video on my iPhone. And it was like the Lord stirred me to, to re-listen to that. And when I re-listened to it, it's like this word speaks of this Kairos moment mm -hmm. and how gracious it was for God mm -hmm. to give us that because yesterday we were doing devotions and I was reading out of, uh, I believe first Timothy and Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, I want you to war by the prophecies, do spiritual warfare. You know, uh, if the enemy is coming against your destiny, or if you're facing adversity and contrary winds, concerning the calling of God on your life, concerning his purpose for your life. You have to hold on to the words that God gave you. Don't forget them. Don't, uh, you know, think that because the circumstances contradict uh, a word that you received in the past, that that word is null and void. No, you take that word, you declare it, you war by it, re-express, reignite your faith yeah. with it and you push through the storm. And so even though this has not been in some ways physically an easy move, because just, <laughs> you know, my back is my back <laughs> and I've used it <laughs> quite a bit, but actually we've seen God's provision. We've seen, and some of it, we'll have to tell you the whole testimony at another time, but uh, there was no homes Seems on the market. Like we always have a story to go with all the little things that we do. <laughs> yeah, there there were literally very few homes that were on the market. The inventory was low. I think in many many places right now the housing market is booming, and so we looked for homes and we thought that we're going to have to lease an apartment for a year and just sign up for the year lease and hopefully that more things come available. And we had resigned to do that. I think in both of our hearts, right. we were like, this is what we're going to be stuck in a, an apartment and we're going to pay a lot of rent and we're just going to have to wait around 
and you know you have to kind of strike the landing because you sign a year's lease and and then when the year lease comes up you hope that something's going to be available as you start looking and even right at that moment it was really the critical you need so much time to get ready to close when you purchase and we were just right in that that it was a now or never moment yeah and at the 11th hour uh we were able to find this house and and uh just the way the furrows need to have it it is going to be a work project uh, but already we're seeing how God is going ahead and and providing for us and blessing us and speaking us there. of work project um, when we say we moved I don't want to imply that Lynn and I did all of the moving we had mm-hmm. a lot of people help yes. our, our family our children and ones around our family and friends of ours and um, if you're watching this and you are one of the people who helped us or who cleaned or in any way brought food, whatever, thank you so much for helping us because we, it, there's there's a, an a amount of pressure in going through it, but it's so much better when you have people coming alongside and doing it. So we're very thankful that we didn't do this alone. We didn't do this on our own. We had, you know, family and church family and Yes. People around us. Thank you guys so very much. You you made difficult things easy uh, by lending your heart and your hands to us. And you know who you are. And so we just want to say that we love you and we thank you for blessing us in the way you did. Uh, People brought food for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, They helped clean the house. And then we had uh, some very faithful friends in Cedar Rapids that helped us load up and I I want you to know we could not have crossed the finish line um, without you and so thank you so very much well I want to that's the furrow update we we have landed Houston we have landed and so I want to go back we were on a series and I hope you enjoyed the interviews that we had with the Hernandezes and that's a very special couple and very anointed, very gifted uh, individuals. And I hope their their testimony inspired you. And we're going to be doing more of that this year, connecting with, again, leaders and and those in ministry, but also families Mm -hmm. uh, that that have a vibrant living faith. Mm -hmm. And, and, And God has a testimony that he wants to express through them. And we know that the Bible says that uh, testimony is the essence or the spirit of prophecy. And so what happens is people begin to testify of what God has done in their life. It is a calling card and an invitation to you to believe that you can also have a breakthrough in your circumstances. And I always say this, it's a spiritual principle that when somebody has a breakthrough in their life, mm-hmm. in one area, in one area, they then, as they speak and testify to what God did for them, they now have an authority yeah. and a corresponding impartation that they bring mm-hmm. to you. So if somebody's been healed, they will impart a faith for others to be healed. If somebody's received a, a miracle of financial provision, you need to hear that testimony if yeah. you if you're struggling in your finances because it will impart a faith yeah. so that you can experience Jesus 
as Jehovah Jireh. And the, then that, that change in the one area, that's where I thought you were going. Then that cha- I love that principle too, that the change in one area affects everything. Yeah. It affects all the areas. That's right. So we're going to try to get back into some teaching content if we don't use up all of our time just in the updates. But I, I do hope you enjoyed uh, the testimony that the Hernandezes gave. Well, we've been on this series called, uh, and I've called it a couple, a heart that hears, I think a heart that hears or developing a heart that hears. I want to go back because I started that series knowing that the body of Christ needed to develop uh, its heart, its corporate heart, but also as individual believers. We need to develop a heart that has an ability to perceive and understand what God is saying and what God is doing. And it's going to become more imperative as we go into the the times and the season in which we live. But I do know that I spent the first couple sessions saying, we want to hear the voice of God, not not for the information that God knows, even though I want to know what he knows. I want to feel what he feels. Mm -hmm. I want to think what he thinks. I, I want to know his ways. But I said, we want to, we want to know God's voice just to know his voice because we're in love with Jesus and we want to walk with him. And he is our friend. He is our elder brother. And we want to know his heart. Yeah. It reminds me of like when we're, when you're first married or when you're with the person that, you know, you're developing this lifelong relationship with and you're in a place and you, they come, you know, the door opens and closes and you just hear their voice and you haven't seen them yet, but you hear their voice and you're excited and your heart is leaping for joy because not because they have information for you necessarily, not necessarily for what they're going to say, but just that they're their voice means that they're there. Their presence is mm, there and they're coming right. and you're going to have fellowship together. And so there's an excitement and a looking forward to and a valuing of that relationship and a valuing of that person. And that is this, that is, that's what really hits me with this hearing the voice of the Lord um, is that it's the relationship that we have with the Lord that we're growing in, that we're interacting with what he's saying, but we're, we're spending time, we're putting oil in our lamp. So yes. Like, so his voice there, there is an equivalency that when his voice is heard, it means his presence is among us. Right. And we want to always be honoring his presence as he lives and abides with us that we're not just thinking about him and acknowledging him when we want to acknowledge his presence, Mm -hmm. we're practicing his presence and the awareness of his presence Mm -hmm. in every moment of our lives. Um, This may sound corny, but there is this old song, old hymn, um, that the church has um, sung before the Lord and then it's, it's called, and he walks with me and he talks with me. Yeah. And there is that one phrase that 
captures my heart every time. And he tells me, I am his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, too, in, in some of those, we, we think so much about what we're getting out of this relationship. And we forget that our being in relationship with him brings him joy and pleasure. That, that he delights in us. And it's really practicing his presence is really more about his pleasure than it is about just seeking our own. Yes. One of the early uh, church mystics said this, and it was a young lady who developed a real authentic, deep spiritual life. She said, the greatest tragedy in the church is love is not loved. Mm-hmm. And yeah. referring to God being love, perfect love, pure love. And so when I, when I engage my heart, incline my heart to hear his voice, that's why I say my primary motivation is not to what's going to happen in our country politically <laughs> right. uh, or uh, what is the destiny of this nation or or can you give me some prophetic uh, future stuff that I can feel like I know something that somebody else doesn't know. Yeah. No, it's to be with him. Yeah. I want to have a language a heart language, a heart connection um, that his communication to me unlocks my heart, but I also learn to minister to the Lord. I want my friend to know that he is my friend. And I want him to know that I want him to father me, that I love him as my father. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're in this series and we want to uh, continue on. Uh, but we're going to shift from the relational aspect of hearing God's voice, hearing him just to hear him because mm-hmm. we value who he is right. and his presence. But also we want to talk about the importance of us positioning ourselves okay. to hear his voice so that we can hear what he's saying to us to a greater degree. Because I said, God is always speaking but can I hear what he's saying? He is a prolific communicator. And so he's articulate and he's a poet because he's a romantic at heart. And so it's not just, you know, spiritual dragnet. I don't know if you guys remember that 1960s police sitcom that was played over and over again in reruns after arena reruns, but there was a detective when he was investigating a crime and people would be emotional about describing the scene and, and he would stop them and he would say, just the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> God is not a just the facts type person. Um, he wants every communication to be a calling card that leads us into deeper intimacy. So he speaks through dreams Mm -hmm. and so in those dreams he uses signs and numbers and symbols sometimes he speaks in part but doesn't give full disclosure and you go well why doesn't he fill in all the blanks because some of us would just be satisfied with the information but again he wants to say did you enjoy hearing what you just heard. Yes, Lord, but why did you leave 
the last uh, sentence blank. And he would say, because I invite you deeper into my heart. And God wants to know that he can trust us with the information that Mm -hmm. um, he shares with us. I had a brother in the Lord that came into my life uh, and he was a spiritual father for a couple years. And he said to me in describing in an encounter that he had with the Lord, as he said, one night he awakened and the Lord was standing at the foot of his bed. I would like to have that. It would be a little startling and Terrifying. and it would be uh, yeah, awesome. a little bit of uh, intimidating. But he said when he was awakened and the Lord was standing there, he said the Lord began to disclose his heart in regards to a certain couple of things that God wanted to share with him. And he said the encounter ended. He said the Lord disappeared out of his sight. And he said, as soon as the sun rose, as soon as daylight came, he said he got on the phone and he called a brother in the Lord. And he shared everything that Jesus had shared with him that evening. Because, you know, he was excited about having an encounter with the Lord, that the Lord would be gracious enough to reveal himself in a very visible way. But then he said, he just blabbed out. And he said, this information was very, very sensitive because it revealed to things that were happening and what was going to happen. He said the very next night, he said the Lord appeared to him and he was awakened again. And he said the Lord was weeping. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why are you weeping? And he said, I came to the house of my friend last night and I want to disclose secrets of my heart because I long to share my heart with my friends. He said, but I will not be back for a while. He said, because I couldn't trust you with my heart. And he said, he he fell at the feet of the Lord and he wept. And he goes, I am so sorry. He said, please, I want you to be able to trust me. He said, I never will say what you say to me unless you release me to be able to share it with others. But he said, I repent. I am so sorry, Lord, for betraying your confidence and your trust. When he told me that, that was a very powerful lesson when it comes to not only hearing the voice of God. And that was, that was in a visitation. I mean, that was in a, in a, Something that was on a scale on a level of not just an impression or an inward voice, but that was uh, the Lord revealing himself. And uh, But to much is given, there's a greater level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgotten that. So not only are we stewarding what we're hearing or, or excuse me, uh, developing a heart that can understand what he's saying, But then there's a whole level of learning to steward what God has said. Because everybody wants to be a a newsman many times. 
uh, many times after we've heard God's voice. And you need to discern, is this for me? Is this to be shared with close friends and confidence? Or is this to be shared publicly? Because many of God's messages to us have a certain audience in mind. And sometimes that audience is just for you Mm -hmm. and you alone. Well, we're going to stop there. We didn't get very far, but we're going to do another recording as we sit here today. And we're going to talk about continuing to develop a heart that has the ability to hear. Love you guys and bless you. Thank you for joining us for Age Changers. Um, If you'd like more information about Summit Life Ministries, you can go to summitlifeministries.com. Also, if you could like this video and share this video, it will help to spread the word, get the word out, and encourage others um, with the same things that we're being encouraged with. Um, Also, you can check out Facebook, Instagram, check us out there, and like us and follow us, and on YouTube. If you have any questions, you can put those in the comment section, and we periodically will do um, question and answer time to address any questions that you have, but also encouragement or comments to us or anything like that that you want to communicate to us because we like to interact with you. So God bless you and thank you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.